Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Mito Action's podcast, Energy in Action. I'm Kyra Mann, CEO of Mito Action, and I'm your host. Here on Energy in Action, we talk all things Mito, and I'm glad you're here to learn and be part of our community. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Energy in Action. I'm excited to have with me today Nicole Del Forno, who is the mom of Gloria, who is a sweet, sweet Mito warrior. And their family recently went on a wish trip with Mito Action. And so we're excited to have Nicole here to share about their journey and Gloria's experience living with mitochondrial disease, her family's experience, and what their wish trip experience was like. So welcome, Nicole. Hi, Kyra. Thank you for having me on today. Yes, glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about your sweet, sweet family. My daughter, Gloria, was born in 2018. She's four years old. When she was born, like everything was normal. And then when she was about six months of age, we noticed she wasn't babbling. So she was reaching all of her milestones with the exception of her being able to babble, you know, like a typical baby at that age would. So then we got to nine months and we got referred by our pediatrician to an early steps provider. I am a teacher and I noticed that there were some developmental delays. Her muscle tone was low. And so we kind of pushed for answers to that. And so we got referred to a neurologist at that point and they did an MRI and her MRI was actually normal. And so from that point, the neurologist was like, well, we see some stuff, you know, is going on. She's not meeting a lot of her milestones. She had failed every, they test in five areas of development and she had failed every single one of those with our early SAPS program. And so she referred us at that point after doing a microarray and everything was negative to genetics. And so genetics ran a genetic panel and through that came back a variant of unknown significance. And they were like, it could be nothing or it could be this one thing um, that was really rare. And it was basically, it was called MRD13. And it was like a, I don't want to speak this because I know it's not like appropriate, but the MR stood for mental retardation. So basically they were like, she has cognitive delays. She'll never be in a regular school. If this is what she has, we see that this is probably what she has, but it probed further genetic testing to confirm. And so then when they proceeded with further genetic testing, it came back. Um, And I didn't know it was back. And I got a call two days before Thanksgiving from USF Health. And they were wanting to schedule an appointment with a genetic doctor. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. I don't know who that is. Like, why aren't I seeing my other doctor? And they said, well, that's because of Gloria's diagnosis of mitochondrial disease. And I had no idea what that was. So I was Googling it. And then I just started crying. Right. And I was like, somebody needs to call me. Thanksgiving's coming up. I don't know what that means. And so the doctor called me and they were basically like, we're so sorry. This isn't what any of us was expecting to or wanting to hear. And so they were able to talk to me and we were very devastated. But right away, we got her started on CoQ10 was the supplement they recommended we start her on. And she's been on that for two years. And I'll tell you, since starting that supplement, also, we noticed that she needed glasses because our genetic doctor sent us to optometry because there are visual things that can be common in mito patients and so we got glasses we started coq10 and once those two things happened she actually started progressing in a positive way so that's wonderful she started to babble like when she was almost three she said mama for the first time and dad now she's speaking in sentences and you know 
she speaks like Gloria, meaning like we understand what she's saying, but not everybody does all the time. But she's progressing in a really positive way. She's set to go to regular kindergarten next year. That's exciting. Yeah, in an ESE inclusion class. And so, you know, we've just been really fortunate in the sense that she's doing really well. Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about your original physician that that moved forward with the genetic testing? Because that's often where a lot of families get stuck, right? Is that they're not with a mito specialist. You know something's wrong, but yet your physician may not even consider that it's mitochondrial disease and take you through the genetic testing. So can you talk a little bit about the the physician that that Gloria was originally saying, like what their specialty was and what that experience was like, like, did you have to push back and, and demand the testing or were they very open to it? You know, we didn't even know about the testing. I really thought it was autism. And so here's the thing about perspective in life, right? So as a teacher, I was like, this is autism. She's not verbal. She's delayed in all of these areas. And I wasn't pushing for any kind of testing. It was really, I, I'm kind of fortunate, you know, that my doctors automatically knew to push for that testing. So my pediatrician, my regular pediatrician right away referred us early on to early step. And through that, we knew that we needed to see a neurologist. We went and saw the neurologist, and when she had done everything in her capacity that she could do, she sent us, she was through USF, and she sent us to USF Genetic. And it was Dr. Rennell's, which was really crazy, too, because this was all during COVID, kind of at a time when when care was not the same either, you know, and she was like, she sent us, it was a cheek swab through um, Gene DX. I don't know what that is, but they sent us that and we all swabbed and we sent it in and we weren't expecting to hear that. They said that there were certain markers that children with autism could have that are all similar. And that was kind of what they were looking for. And at first it came up that one thing and then it came up with a mito and it was specifically Lay syndrome. So her variant was an ATP, ATP6 production. Her glitches, it's in the very last step of energy production. Mm -hmm. She's doing really good. She's got some food aversion. She's very tiny, but um, that's because her muscle tone is so low. But she doesn't really get tired, except she sleeps a lot. That's where we see it. So she'll sleep for like 16 hours if I let her. But when she's up, she's active and running and playing and all of that. So Yeah, that's really wonderful because obviously we don't ever want to you know, we don't want another child to be diagnosed, but if you're struggling, you know, you're struggling. Right. You were in a great position with your, your medical team that they responded and they were active and they, they challenged things and they thought out of the box and you were able to get answers really quickly. So, you know, that's, that's really good, good to hear. I will tell you, Kyra, though, the neurologist, she was a little rude, which I didn't mind if she knew what she was talking about. But then once we got diagnosed, I went in and I brought Gloria there and I, she was like, what are you doing for therapy for? And I was like, oh my gosh, we have speech, we have PT, we have OT, we do ABA therapy. She has an RBT with her in the classroom, you know, 32 hours a week working with her and her insurance covers that. She basically like shook her head at me and she was like, oh, she's never going to progress like where she's at. You need to just let her be and let her, you know, have fun and, and just, she's never going to progress past being a three-year-old is basically what she said. And that kind of stuck with me because if I had listened to that, if I didn't know better being an educator, 
and all of that. Because to me, like, no matter what your IQ is or your function is, like, we're always going to intervene on your behalf, right? Right. And so if I didn't know better, like, maybe I would have listened to that, you know, but. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a good lesson and a good example of how you always have to be your child's advocate, right? Your gut tells you that you know your child and regardless of what anyone tells you, you're going to fight for your child and you're not going to give up. And that speaks volumes about you um, and your strength as a mom. Um, and, and I hope that, that that resounds to other families who are being told similar things to give up, right? Because as moms, we never give up. We never give up on our kids. We continue to fight. Um, and especially with a rare disease, you have to do that. And this is like a brain doctor, right? They're like the smartest people in the whole world. Like The true experts on our patients with mitochondrial disease are, is the family, right? Because you're living it. You're in the throes of it and you see it and you know. So I, I commend you for your strength and, and not giving up on her and continuing to push forward. And now, you know, fast forward two years, she's doing amazing. And as you said, she's getting ready to go into mainstream school, which is super exciting. Um, and how, how is she feeling about heading into school? She's excited because her brother and I go to school together because I teach there. So he comes to my school. And so she's excited to be there with us. That's wonderful. So recently, not, not too long ago, a few months ago, your family was one of the first recipients of our Dahlia's Wish program, our Wish Trip program in partnership with Give Kids the World Village. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? And like, let's go back to the day where we sent the videographer to school and Gloria was told that she was selected for this trip. Like, what was that like for your family? Oh my gosh, let me tell you. So we were so excited to be granted that trip. We didn't even know what that meant when we were granted that trip or how wonderful that was going to be. And so starting with the videographer getting to be a part of it, her school has been such an important part of her journey. We knew that we wanted them to be a part of her her wish trip in some way. Um, and so that was our way of being able to make them a part of it. And so they announced it to her and she got to have all of her friends there. And it was such a cool experience that the videographer got to come to her school and announce it to her. She got the Mickey and the countdown calendar with the stickers and the shirt for the Mickey shoots. It was so exciting to watch her jump up and down in the classroom yeah. with the kids and excitement. Um, I mean, I, I wish I could have been there with you guys when, when it was announced, but I know that was a really special moment for your family. So you guys went and spent a week at Give Kids the World Village. Can you share with us what that, what that experience was like and how it impacted your family? Absolutely. It was wonderful for us because I'll tell you, we didn't have to worry about a single thing. Give Kids the World Village, Mito Action sponsored a van for our family to have transportation there. We got that van for the whole week. That was awesome. And let me tell you, Kyra, we went from Give Kids the World Village to the parks every day. It was a half hour there and a half hour back. And then we drove back to Tampa like with that van and then to the airport and all of that. We only used like half a tank of gas the whole time because it was a hybrid. Oh, fun. We got to the village and we were greeted. It was, it's this magical, special place. So we got there and my kids just sat with like their mouths open, us too. <laughs> um, for the whole time, the night we got there, the photographer came. And so we got to explore the village a little bit with her and take some beautiful pictures. She was amazing. She was so kind. She was so talented. We loved her so much. So the village was awesome. Let me tell you, I cannot wait to go back there and volunteer 
because we only live two hours away from there. And I'll definitely be making that trip in the summer with some of my friends to go volunteer. It's completely volunteer based. It is the most magical place I've ever been. Gloria felt like a normal person there. Everything was completely accessible to her. She could be a completely independent kid. Everybody spoke her language. Mm -hmm. And everybody that volunteers there and works there just works so hard to make the kids feel so special. So when we got there, there's like, they leave a little bit of magic, like in your villa each day when you're gone. So they sent out like a little interest survey and Gloria got like a Barbie helicopter and some Barbies. And every night there were different like surprises in the room for when we got back for them. Mm-hmm. Snack, the fridge was stocked with snacks and like drinks for the whole family. They get 24 hour, you know, ice cream whenever they want it. They can wake up and have ice cream for breakfast and the um, volunteers will deliver pizza to your villa whenever you want. All of the food is free and the food was really good. <laughs> and I'll tell you, in our experience, it was a little unique because we got to see Kurt Warner there. So very cool. Funny story. It was so cool. Funny story. So we're sitting down and we're eating like in the dining hall. And my husband is like, wow, that's so weird. That guy looks like Kurt Warner. I'm like, oh, I didn't know who that was. But when we were like hanging out in the Star Castle, they were like, oh, like Kurt Warner is like coming because he's bringing a bunch of kids on a wish trip. And he was like, are you serious? Like Kurt Warner's here and you didn't even like tell me who Kurt Warner is. Like I didn't know. So, but like Kurt Warner was wonderful. Gloria saying, let it go. And like the talent show with him. Oh, I love that. Get up on the stage and like, do whatever they want. Like my son got up there and did like a lightsaber thing. (laughs) Um, They got to go to the salon and like, she got her nails done. She got her hair done. She got all dressed up. They give them all kinds of like goodies in the salon. It was, I could like literally ramble on about our wish trip experience forever, but literally like the parks were awesome, but my kids didn't even want to go to the parks. They wanted to go to the village. And so now yeah. As alumni, we can go back to visit the village. And then my um, Gloria was actually like, I was like, where do you want to go for your birthday this year? And she's like, I want to go back to the village, mommy. Yeah, it's magical. I had an opportunity to go during COVID and visit the village. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, there were no families there. So I didn't get to feel like that energy. But it like, the, you're right, the excitement of just everything you know the the characters and all of the activities the pool the golfing the zip lining like everything the best way to just dis- that i can describe it it's like where the characters from disney world go home at night it's like where they live and continue all the magic and excitement and you get to be there and sleep there and be a part of it and eat there so you feel like you're 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 part of the village right it's not like going to a park where you're just getting on the ride you're like actually immersed in it which is really cool every night they do like a different night so we like would rush home from the parks at night (laughs) to um get back to the different things so like every night's a different holiday so one night they do halloween and the kids like get to go to a halloween party in the town hall and they get to go trick-or-treating and they get to like make masks and dance to Halloween songs and all the characters come out dressed in Halloween stuff. And then one night they do Christmas and Santa comes and the kids got to pick a present once they visited Santa. They had a giant Christmas party and they danced to Christmas music with the characters. And I can't even begin to like describe how 
amazing. It's magical. It's magical. It's absolutely magical. One of the things that we really focus on when we do the wish trips, the reason we wanted to do it is because our Mito kids, they spend so much time in the doctor's office and going for tests and, you know, maybe they get admitted and they're all these things that, you know, maybe they're not capable of doing. And that's one piece of it. And we want to make sure that the kids have an opportunity to have an experience where, like you said, they can be independent. They have no limitations. Mm-hmm. Every activity and event that's at the village, the kids can independently participate in. And that's huge for them. The carousel has the wheelchair chair. The rides that they have have wheelchair accessible rides. Like there's literally nothing that anybody's left out of there. Yeah. And I think too, one of the things that we we really like to focus on are the siblings because, you know, We often forget the impact that having a loved one with a rare disease in your household has for all the siblings. So it's not just a magical time just for the patient, but it's also a magical time for the siblings as well. And they get to have an opportunity where, you know, maybe they could never go on a ride with their sister before. Now they can get on a ride with her and they can get in a pool with her and they can horseback ride and do all these incredible things And it also gives them an opportunity to have a little bit of the focus sometimes on them as well. Mm -hmm. My son definitely felt that. Yeah. He loved being there so much. And all of the gifts that were left were left for him too, you know, so. Right. It was so incredible. One of their favorite places was the castle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's this castle there and it's so beautiful. It's an actual castle that you go into and they have different tables and stuff where the kids can do arts and crafts. But then there's this wishing well where they can throw endless amounts of coins in and make wishes and it may always makes a noise. And then the stars on the ceiling are beautiful. So every kid who visits there gets a gold star And they write their name on the star and then their star gets placed in a star ceremony up in one of the galaxies in the castle forever. Mm -hmm. And it's actually beautiful, but it's also so, you know, almost haunting because to see that many stars of that many kids who have had, you know, struggles like that is just, it's so beautiful heartbreaking yeah and it's nice it's fun for the kids so now when you guys go back she can go in that galaxy room and find her star which is really exciting yeah they'll give her like a new little star passport when she comes to visit and they also make a little pillow there so when they go to the castle they get a ticket for a free like little pillow and it's like this little magic box and they tap on it and it shows them this little video and they have to do all these little things and then out of the box pops like a custom made pillow for them And my kids sleep with their little pillows every night. It's so sweet. (laughs) That's precious. So if you could think back to your whole experience with the wish trip, what what was your absolutely favorite moment of that experience? My favorite moment of the whole experience, besides the talent show, because Gloria was so brave and she got right up on the stage and started singing Let It Go. (laughs) And my son was so brave too. But one of the moments that stood out the most to me was Gloria going up in the ice cream parlor and getting her own ice cream and getting her own sprinkles. It was the first time she was ever able to do something completely independent like that. And just watching her like walk through the streets of the village, like with no assist or needing like no prompting or support. It was just such a safe place, you know. We spent our whole last day in the pool. And at the pool, there's, you know, you get unlimited free food at the village. Right. And so at the pool, we like ate nachos all day and hot dogs, <laughs> popcorn, and drank sodas, and they play like movies, they have a movie theater out there. Yeah. 
all the things they should be doing as kids, right? And the the pool is also wheelchair accessible. So right, there were a lot of um, kids there who had wheelchairs and it has a ramp for the parents to wheel them right into the pool. It was so awesome. I love that. And what was the experience like being at the parks? Because I know that since COVID, things have changed quite a bit at the parks. But what was the your experience being in the parks connected to Gibson's World Village? It was so cool. So we went to Disney. We did three days at Disney. So we picked our parks and it's a park hopper pass and it's a photo pass, which is a really big perk. So Disney will take your photos and they'll upload them to their app. And usually that pass costs a lot of money, but they're the professional Disney photos. And those are free with your tickets from Give Kids the World Village. So we got a photo pass to Disney. We showed them our badge and anybody that was in our party when we had that badge around our neck got right into the fast pass lane, like no questions asked. So our Disney days, it was hot to go in June, but we're used to that. We live here. It was nice. The parks were crowded, but we got right to the fast pass line. And the longest we had to wait in any line, I think was probably 30 minutes, which is incredible because some of those rides at the Disney parks have like hours, three hour waits. Um, especially in that Star Wars land, we got right onto every single one of those rides and there were people waiting three hours in other lands. So that was incredible. We did everything that we've always wanted to do living in Florida that we've never been able to do, even with our disability pass, you know, we had to wait hours and hours and it was amazing because we got to do it all and then still be home to do the activities in the village at night, you know? Right. And then Universal was actually... <laughs> amazing like you would think Disney would be like the best but like Universal was the best so when you show your badge at Universal every single ride will take you on a backstage tour through the line Mm -hmm. pop you in the fast pass line they will put you at the front of the fast pass line so you get to the front like to be the first person in every single line and you get this really cool backstage tour. Very cool. So we did two days at Universal. Actually, my husband and son went two days and me and Gloria went one day because her and I just wanted to spend a day at the village and they really just wanted to be able to run around fast and go on rides. So we didn't do SeaWorld, even though that was an option to us just because we wanted to have that time and give kids the world village. We live here, so we've done all of the parks already and I had been to SeaWorld and so we chose not to do that with this trip. Then we got that passport after we left. So when you leave, they give you a passport that's good for a year. And in that passport there are 50 states and you get into all of these places for free that are on that passport list. That's amazing. Lots of perks and um extra extra benefits. So we're going to be opening up the applications in the next couple of weeks for the next round of families to apply for the wish trips, what would be your biggest piece of advice to other families who are considering applying? And then for those that are selected to go, you know, kind of what, what do you wish you would have known ahead of time? So I will tell you that there are Give Kids the World Village groups. So there are groups that you can join once you're afforded a wish on Facebook, on social media, And it's basically people that'll give you information about Give Kids the World. They're experts and they'll tell you all of the things that you need to know because that stuff totally changes um, all of the time. But I would say if you are going on to any of the parks in the summer, being a Floridian, it's hot here. So you definitely want to be prepared for hot weather. 
something that worked really well for us was we had these cooling towels. We bought them for a pack of four for like $20 on Amazon. And we just kept those on our neck all day. And then we'd throw them in our cooler because you can bring food into the park. You can bring a cooler into the park. Um, and so we would throw that into our cooler and ice. And then 10 minutes later, it would be cool again and ready to put on our next. Yeah. Off. So I would say definitely be prepared for the hot weather. If you come in the summer, definitely dress appropriately for that. Um, and then there are those little fans that you wear around your neck that are battery operated. A lot of people had those. Mm-hmm. The Give Kids the World Village passes do come with stroller rentals. So if you need a double or a single stroller or wheelchair rentals or anything like that, they'll accommodate anything that you need in the park. Yeah. Um, any of the parks with that pass for free. So, and the car rental was amazing. We love the van that we were rented. It was really awesome. We didn't know that we were getting a vehicle quite that nice or quite that big. Um, so that was awesome for us to be able to travel with. So just so you know, you'll have quite a big bit of room to store things too. You know, we didn't fly or anything. And so I don't have that kind of advice. Easy travel for you guys. Yeah, I would definitely recommend, you know, spending a day at the village, like planning for that and not getting so wrapped up in all of the parks um, because there's just so much to do there. And even though Glory and I did spend a whole day there, like we still didn't get through everything there was, but um, we're looking forward to going back on an alumni trip to get to experience some of that. So, yeah, that's exciting. Well, I appreciate you, Nicole, sharing your experience and sharing Gloria with us and letting us walk with you on this journey um, with your family. Thank you, Fire. The photos when they came back of your family at Give Kids a World Village, I mean, just priceless, absolutely priceless. And we're so glad that we could have we could give Gloria and your family this opportunity. And we look forward to having you coming back and joining us in supporting other families who are going on wish trips. Thank you, Kyra. I am here as a point of support for anybody who has any questions or needs any help. Um, we've been so, you know, blessed with Mito action. Like the Mito Santas was awesome. And just having a point of support. I love coming to the Mito champions meetings and getting to be a part of all that and being in the know with everything that's going on with her you know, in such a small community of, you know, a rare disease that most people know nothing about. Yeah. Well, we are honored to to support your family and to to have you so involved in, in all of our programs and, and the ways that we support the community and, and having you step in to volunteer to help to support other families. It really means a lot. Thank you, Kyra. And it's hard sometimes, right? You've got your own challenges. You've got, you know, you're working, you're raising your family. And so to be able to take the time to step in and, and, and support and be there for other families is huge. Um, so we really appreciate all the time that you give to do that and, and help other families who are on this journey. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being with us today. And we look forward to sharing more about our upcoming wish trips and the stories from other families who have this opportunity. Um, and so I would encourage everyone, pay attention to the Mito Action website and our newsletter. We'll be launching the new applications for Dahlia's Wish Program. And we look forward to serving you all and, and hearing about your journeys at Give Kids the World Village. Thank you so much, Nicole. Bye, Kyra. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Energy in Action. Remember to give us a five-star rating on your listening app. This helps to boost us up the charts and makes it easier for others to find us. You can find all of the links and details that we share today in the show notes or at mitoaction.org. Have a great day, and we look forward to having you join us next time.